Blessings everybody out there in the universe. My name is Sean Myrie and I'm your host of the Down to Earth Podcast. Tonight, I got a special guest coming on. Yes, this man is 420 God's Bible representing. I'm going to find out more about him. Yeah, 420 God's Bible coming through on the Down to Earth Podcast, 9 p.m. Yes, tune in, everybody out there in the universe. Special guests got his show going on every Sunday at 10 420 God's Bible. Check him out. Yes, he's gonna be coming through on that spaceship. We're gonna be chopping it up. Some good vibes. Bless up to everybody out there. It's the Down to Earth podcast. You're gonna see. The sponsor board filled up with our new sponsors. Bless up to cities coming through. Bless up to We Stay Woke, Critical Music. Bless up to Rhodes Art. Yeah. Bless up giving us that new uh, theme, instrumental beat providing. Rhodes Art. Just waiting for 420. Yeah. God's Bible Belief. Coming through right on time. We got him coming down to earth. 420, God's Bible. Great, great gentleman. Has his own uh, God's Bible straight scriptures. Yep. Bless up. <laughs> what are you saying? What's up, champ? Hey, look at that. <laughs> oh. You got that. Okay, that's nice, man. Oh, yeah. But look, we both wearing the camouflage. How about that? Yeah, I just realized that, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Bless up 420 God's Bible. Introduce yourself to the universe, to those who may not know who you are. What's up, aliens? <laughs> my name is, well, peace. That's my sister just joined. My name is, oh. I, got a, I got 99 names and a bitch ain't one. Uh, Antar Ali, Antar Yahya Muhammad Ibn Ali, Alpha Infinite Alpha, mm. Hands the Man. I got a bunch of them, but um, that's me. <laughs> so what? Uh, like, tell me more about God's Bible 420. I'm like interesting, very interested to know about it. Like, I've been seeing you have Sunday. You got some like a Sunday show, which is like more like a community. It's more like a community good vibe I'm getting. Like, yeah, like, man. Um, it's 420 Fellowship is the is the um, is the name of the um, I guess the program. And um, hey, sis. And um, we started about well, we started on online in like September. Well, we started the fellowship about a year ago. Um, a friend of mine. Uh, he's at uh, Zips Unlimited. Um. He actually came to me and asked that I that I want to do a fellowship. I had already had the book, 420 God's Bible. I had the book. The book came out in about 2018. So, uh, like I said, last year, 2019, after I had put the book out, I was really trying to figure out something to do to try to promote the book and to get the book out. Um, and, and I had gone to this guy. He's a guy that I cop from here. 
here in town. He had a, a pop-up shop and everything. So I, I had given him some copies before. He ended up calling me a couple of months later saying, you want to do this uh, 420? He said, you want to do like a uh, like a church using the, using the, uh, the Bible, your 420 God's Bible? I said, man, I've been waiting to do something like that, but I hadn't had any time or space. But, you know, he had a, a space. So mm -hmm. we decided to, to do it, um, this place in D.C. Well, and... Well, uh, Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. What's that? I was going to ask you what gave you the inspiration to do God's Bible. Oh, well, okay. That started, man. Um, I had an epiphany in 2004, August 3rd, August 4th, 2004. Um, I had gone through a whole bunch of different changes in my life. And I don't know if this led to the epiphany, those changes I was going through, but it all happened at the same, around the same time. I'm um, going through all these different changes, and I got a trip <clears throat> to go to uh, Costa Rica. Um, I was going through a lot, man, at the time, and I and really I got a free trip. Somebody offered me a trip to go to Costa Rica for free. At the time, um, I had been I was like it was just it just came out of out of nowhere almost. I had I had um. I had gone through a lot, man. I had actually gotten locked up for a suspended license, but it was my first time ever being locked up. I was going through all this turmoil with my son's mom. Uh, we were breaking up. All these different things were going through in my life, and I just felt like, you know, what's going on? I don't know what's going on in my life. I haven't done anything to anybody. That's, at least that's where I felt, but I'm getting all of these problems. You know what I mean? And then it culminated with that with that arrest. So um, I, w I remember when they... When they closed the jail cell or whatever, I just remember sitting there thinking like, damn, God, what's going on? And I just asked for some clarity. So about two weeks later, a friend of mine called me up, said, do you want to go to um, Costa Rica? I said, I can't go, man. I don't, have, I don't have any money. She said, well, it's a free trip. I have an extra ticket. If you want to go, you can go. Da, da, da. I was like, all right, cool. So we went down there. I was in Costa Rica. It was a um, free trip, and it was all-inclusive. So I was drinking, um, eating. I was about 260 pounds at the time. And I was just eating, drinking, 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 and just trying to, you know, get, get, just get away, have a vacation. The last day of my trip, I heard this voice. Um, and it came from nowhere. And I talk about it on, uh, on episode two um, of the 420 Fellowship. I go into detail. But I heard a voice that just said, Puta Vida, Puta Vida. And in Costa Rica, they say Puta Vida, it just means pure life. But mm -hmm. they say that, like, you say Buenos Dias, they say, hey, Puta Vida. So I kept hearing Puta Vida, Puta Vida, pure life, pure life. And then I'm hearing purify your life. You need to purify your life. You got to stop eating meat, stop fornicating, and stop drinking. And I'm, and I mean, it hit me it hit me like a ton of bricks because I didn't, I didn't know where this was coming from, but I knew it was coming from somewhere that wasn't me. Start crying. I, I, I made a video of, I'm trying to find a video. I have the video, but I can't, I've been trying to, um, to, to transfer this on a mini DV. But, um, so the old format I have, I can't, I can't, I'm going through all these tapes trying to find the actual video because I videotaped it. But, um, anyway, man, I, I stopped drinking, stopped fornicating and I stopped, um, eating meat became a uh, it wasn't even I mean it was a vegan back then but it wasn't a lot of vegans at that time this was 2004 and at the time when I came back 
I was a changed man spiritually. Mm -hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. So I had I had all these awakenings that I was going through. And I started doing all these different things that I had never done before. I started meditating. I started writing poetry. I started uh, doing art. I started doing music. All these things I had never done. I was just seeing this whole new life. Yeah. I was writing these pictures. I was drawing these pictures. I, I was drawing all these different pictures for a while. A lot of them were very um, abstract at first, right? And I would show people, and they were like, they couldn't see it. But I knew what I drew. And I would show them, like, look, this is an eagle, and this is a flower, and this is this. And then um, I started to make the pictures so people could kind of understand them. I started drawing clearer. After a while, at like 2007, I started to journal. Mm -hmm. But I was trying to decipher these pictures. So the first, um, I would say the first 15 to 20 pages is me deciphering these pictures that I had been drawing. Uh, making them in the word form, these pictures, I was putting them in the word form. Mm -hmm. And then every morning I would journal. I would smoke a J and I would just meditate and then I would just write down what was coming to me, whatever the spirit was telling me. I did this every morning. Peace. And um, I did it, like I said, for, it was it was 111 days. I just had a journal and I just wrote till it was finished. I wrote D in, I closed it. I put D in at the, at the end of it. And on the front of it, I wrote God's Bible. And I, and I kept it closed. Mm. That was 2007. I say about 2013, 2014, I started thinking about putting this book out, but I didn't know how. And then I had another, uh, well, no, I wouldn't say an epiphany, but I just had this flash like, oh, wow. I had the, the, uh, the idea for the book cover and the... Um, and the, um, it was a gold leaf, and I wanted it to have the same font as the Bible because it was the whole thing. At first, it was just called God's Bible. But yeah. then I had this, this, this idea to have a, a gold leaf and, and a 420 God's Bible in that God font, right? I mean, in that Bible font. And I drew it. I drew a picture of it, right? I drew a handwritten picture of it. But I, and, I, and I wrote gold leaf, and I wrote that down. I gave it to my man, Jeff who's a man, he graphic designer, and he and he put that magic and made it together for me, the logo and everything. And then after that, I was like, all right, boom, I got it. So I started editing the book. It took me, oh, man, I would say about a good two years to edit it because it's very cryptic. And like I said, I was drawing these pictures. So mm -hmm. when I was trying to... um edited it, I wanted it to, to remain cryptic, but I also wanted it so people would understand it. Yeah. But I still wanted people to have to kind of get into it to think about it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not it's not it's not uh child's play. <laughs> yeah. So um and then that happened. So then so that's how the book came about, right? I went to uh Amsterdam in two thousand eighteen to the uh cannabis fest, the um high times festival. I was going to be my book launch, right? And I'm thinking, I'm going to go over there, and I'll go over there. I got this book. It's out. Everybody want it. It's the da-da-da-da-da. I went over there, man, and, the, and the, um, the thing was just not that good. It wasn't that many people there. It was indoors. It wasn't like the ones that was there when Red Man and all these other people. There. I'm thinking it's going to be this big thing, and it really ain't that big no more because cannabis is legal everywhere else, and people don't go to Amsterdam like that no more. Yeah. 
I didn't know that though. <laughs> so I spent the grip, you know what I mean? I'm spending, I spent airfare and all this other stuff, marketing, promoting all that. Ended up losing a whole lot of money. Came back, and that's when, um, like I said, 2019 is when my my buddy uh, came up and asked me about doing this. We yeah. did it for about a couple of weeks in this shop, and then we stopped. And then the COVID hit, uh-huh. and I was, I was like, man, I still wanted to do it. And I said, well, I can start doing it uh, online. That was the idea. I said, well, I was doing, I already had, I was already promoting it on uh, Eventbrite, and I had a, I had built up a pretty good uh, following. Um, because people were just buying tickets on Eventbrite. It was free tickets, but they were just signing up on Eventbrite. And then I was trying for a while to get it out um, online, but I was having all these technical difficulties. And uh, my friend, Christella, who was the first guest, she just said to me, don't worry about the technical part. Just put out content. Just do it on Instagram first. Because yeah. I was trying to put it on all these platforms, YouTube, yeah. Facebook, all these different platforms, and this turned out to be the best one because I can use slides on um on here. It's just yeah. and, and the followers has been man. So, long story short, that's how it happened. <laughs> Good to see that happen, man. It just came through. It's a blessing. You get what I'm saying? Of your energy, your thoughts, and things you've been through. You get what I mean? It's um, uh, it's uh, your um, you know what testament translated to, you know, the universe, to everybody. That's what I'm seeing. I'm going to be ta- I'm taking that in when I'm seeing it every time it's on, 10 o'clock. I watched it last Sunday. Yeah, man. And you know what I was talking? I was on um on the uh, Can of Boss Babe show um on uh, the 11th. Well, it was the 10th. I, was, I think that was Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. And um, one of the biggest things for me, man, or one of the greatest things for me is the reception I've been getting from people, just people and just people understanding it, right? Because, you know, when you when you when you got an idea and you and you share it with people who are close to you, most of them are the ones who are gonna tell you, you don't know what the hell are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do something like that? That don't make sense. And then you gotta fight against that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You fighting your inner demons already because you already got your own your own doubts, and then when when you when you share with somebody that's close to you, and they're like, I don't know, I don't, you know, and then you're like, okay, well, but then when you go off on faith, when you take that leap of faith on what you have your inner feeling for, and so for me, man, when I started out, I had one follower. I remember when I first started, I was I was waiting for people to come on, right first show and I'm sitting there looking I'm like all right I promoted it people gonna come on I'm like damn ain't nobody coming on you know it's two people and it was two people that was like my my sister and somebody else you know what I mean so all right well let me go ahead and do it I started doing it the next week I did it again kept doing it more people started following more people started following and 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 I'm like okay and then people start telling me I like what you're doing yeah I was like oh wow I, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't doing it to get liked or for likes. I was doing it to try to explain myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, and it's, and people are, are, are digging it and, they, and they're catching it and they're receiving it. And that's, and that's, and that's enough for me, man. Like Good. I'm loving it, man. And, and really I have, uh, and honestly, man, the book, I, I tried to read the book from the standpoint of like, 
not not me, like reading it from from another perspective. And I do it every morning when I do it. So I um this is like the original. This is matter of fact, this was the very first copy uh made, right? And actually, this one says uh, the new New Testament. The New Testament. <laughs> but it's too, it said the new, new. And I actually took that out because people was like that, that. They told me not to take that out. But the very first one had the new New Testament. So, But this is the actually very first like prototype copy. And um, every morning, what I do is I read it, right? Um, but I, I, I pick up just a random page. Um, so when, when I'm doing it on the show, I'll do it like... Um, I'll do it. I'm doing a sequence. I go day day one, day two. But when I pick it up, I'll just open up to say day day twenty nine, and I'll I'll that'll be mine. Formidable formidable fortunate seeds from origins of the nether. Brought forth light transformed. The force of direct contact with the force is kinetic and divine motion, expand and contract. The moves of energetic nuances keep life increasingly interesting. Paths great and small equal destinies changes. Penmanship of slow moving thought keep my ground moving. Yeah. Um, and so then I'm gonna go in on that, right? I'm gonna meditate on that, and um, and that'll be my thought for the day. That'll be my meditation for the day, and I'm and I'm taking that message for the day. And then the next day I'll pick it up, be to be page sixty five or whatever that is. But I'm feeling that for sure. Yeah, man. And then the messages, man. And like I said, it was just, it was just, it was just a soul. It's a, it's, a, it's a testament, just like you said. It's just a, it's a, it's a testament. It's a soul journal, and it's an interactive journal, right? So what it is, um, I want people to. So every day there's, there's one. You, you basically, let me, let me. You supposed to smoke a, a J. Uh, read. And then you journal. It's, a, it's one page that has something uh, written, and then you write what the spirit tells you. And then at the end, I want everybody to, uh, whoever whoever wants to, put a combination together and do a volume two with the combinations of of the people of what they've wrote on their day one, day two, day three. And so then that'll be volume two. And um, and so it'll be interactive. Everybody who you know you get involved, you you you'll put your put your two cents in it. And then volume two come out then volume three, and it'll build into this this book of of uh spiritual testaments of yeah. people who are you know it's a new testament you feel me it's true it's like how I'm talking to you right now this is um this is, uh what they would say history, but it's like New Testament because that's how people communicated in a different way physically but you know we're in a new age we get you're from where are you from like right now i'm in toronto where are you where are you at i'm like, in washington dc well yeah i'm well actually right now i'm in new jersey but i broadcast from from washington dc i'm up uh at a homie's house right now matter of fact do i have any pictures man uh, my yeah. buddy here is um uh he he's he's going he's um actually he's a veteran minority Oh, black. I don't like saying minority. <laughs> yeah. He's um, <laughs> he's black and and he's a veteran and he's going for a cannabis license here in um New Jersey. New Jersey. So, yeah. yeah. So they just legalized it here, but he's he he had his uh his license in for about almost a year now, and it's been held up in litigation or whatever. So, but this is one of my one of my one of my uh one of my partners, man. I've been knowing him for for a minute. 
he and I actually used to do a TV show together oh. um, about 20 years ago. Yeah, that's so you've been you've been in it already, man. You've been doing your thing already. <laughs> I was, yeah, man. And you know, like this was a um, we did a comedy show. Um, this was twenty something years ago, man. It used to be, it used to be funny. And um, <laughs> and we did this comedy show, and um, and I was talking about that too. Like when when we used to do that show. At that time, my idea and my and my and my motivation was to get people to laugh right and 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 I wanted people to laugh and to get the jokes and the and the um and the I wanted this acceptance that I was looking for but what I'm doing now I wasn't doing for anything I wasn't doing it for acceptance I was doing it just to 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 be heard yeah you know what I mean now, so so it's a different motivation and 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 the um i think for me i think the um the appreciation is is different i like i said man, i appreciate every single person that come in and comment people who uh when i'm when i'm when i'm doing the uh synopsis people are, are understanding what i'm saying they're getting what i'm saying they get my message when i break it down they feeling the the message for that day Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been having some great guests. That's another thing too, man. I, I've been looking at your joint too, man. Like, how long have you? And I don't want. I don't want. I know I got you coming up on third, so I, I want to keep this interview on me. I'm a guy. I got some questions for you, but I, I looked at a bunch of your shows, man. And like, you got some powerhouse cats, man. Like, you, you, you've really been, um, man. And you haven't been doing this that long either, right? Yeah, it's me and my brothers, and my, I got my brother as the, the technical uh, man in the back, so it's like a team. Mm-hmm. This basically is a family thing because my dad, what people say, is like a hustler, right? So mm-hmm. he always wanted to do. He used to work for the what they say the man, but he always wanted to work for himself. He didn't want to work for nobody. Like mm-hmm. I explained to people earlier, my parents were like the Jamaican Cosby's who came to Canada, uh-huh. moved to the suburbs when a lot of black people. Did not live where we're from, the outskirts of Toronto, the six. You know? mm-hmm. So I grew up. I, I I'm proud of it. Good. You know what I mean? Like avoid it. I got you. Fortunate. Close, close to what's bad still, because to go to Toronto, you got to go through certain. You, you still got to watch yourself. Right. So borderline city, Vaughn, bless up. Borderline city to Toronto, and one mm-hmm. of the so-called baddest ghettos in all of Toronto Finch. If people know what I'm talking, they know Jalen Finch, right? Mm-hmm. So my my dad used to do community work in Jalen Finch and he was like known even other places. You get what I mean? He was like mm-hmm. he's into like Garveyite, like Black Panther. Basically mm-hmm. that revolutionary in the seventies. Mm-hmm. That's my pops. And then he had gotcha. the sound he plays music. He was like a DJ, what you call DJ, they call him sound man. Mm-hmm. Equalizers. Mm-hmm. Right? He had his brethren, his friends would help him carry the stuff to his. He had a van in the seventies. You know, you know, mm-hmm. guy, from sixties. I actually came from sixty-eight. He came in the sixties, actually. Right? right. So they're here for a long time, and mm-hmm. got from him because we've seen how he done it. And we mm-hmm. made studio because he used to bring people like even uh, what it's called book people to like uh, places, events, and bring mm-hmm. them down. DJ with other guys who had their sound organized. Mm-hmm. So the 80s. That's when he was doing, no, 70s. 70s and 80s he was rocking. 
up until I was a teenager, then he started he started to chill. He, he got older. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Wind it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Brother, we say, yo, all this equipment's around in the basement. Yo, we got to adapt. Yo, we can do our own thing. So he used to, even my pops used to bring bands around and record live. We recorded live bands before mm-hmm. even digital computer stuff. Mm-hmm. So we used to do it on tape. I learned from his friends who are musicians, bass, guitarists. So people, what people see, like when people say music, mm-hmm. I have I actually went through the learning at a young age, doing it from like actually learning like from ear. Like I'm not from reading. Like I could play a little bass. I could. Right. I like the keys. I actually play the keys. Mm-hmm. I've done the drums. Used to, I didn't figure with the drums. I used to play with play the drums. So mm-hmm. my, like the artist, my brother, he, he's he he used to draw all, a lot, but he likes the camera now. Mm-hmm. He loves the camera. So everything mm-hmm. he got is independent. Mm-hmm. I never had to go to any studio. The basement was the studio. That mm-hmm. was the club too, because my pops used to have jams in the basement, like from the eighties. I remember when I was little, he had the speakers mm-hmm. to the garage, bumping, bumping, bumping. It was Freddie's Hideaway. See, I'm giving you guys a story. Freddie's Hideaway. People from Toronto used to come to the outskirts because Toronto was hot. You get what I mean? I got you. So they went there, white, black on the radio, then later, you know, as years go by, it got more strict and shit like that. You know, the deal. But yeah, Earthquake, yeah. Earthquake sound been around from 19, in the 70s. That's what's up. So we kept it going. It, 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 it rested for a while because, you know, when I was in high school, I was busy. You know, when mm-hmm. you're in high school, I was a young... Uh, and my other brother, we were, I have an older brother, he's about 50. He was into martial arts and shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So I grew up in that LLQJ... <laughs> I know all the R&B, uh, New Edition. I'm right. The youngest, uh, five, uh, no, the third oldest brother. There's five. Okay. And I'm the, uh, there's five. That's why I say Cosby. When you see Cosby, mm-hmm. I used to watch that shit. And it's like, <laughs> it's your family. They're better than that. <laughs> but you get what I mean? Wasn't spoiled. You get what I mean? Never was spoiled. Yeah. Everything we had to do for ourselves still to this day. You get what I'm saying? That's but, what's up. Earthquake sound, that's why we're independent. Now, as we're older, we, even though we're older, everything what we're doing is uh, is ours. You got, mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is ours. And we got younger, so, see, a lot of people don't know. See, there's a big history. And then we have younger guys. Mm-hmm. We're 27. I'm telling you, you're going to guess my age. We're about 27. I've seen them when they're 19, 18. They used to come by, we sharpen up themselves, free studio, never charge them. Mm-hmm. How much guy, guys they'll remember that and some of them they'll listen they'll hear this some of them are probably like nearly all 30 now 30 in their 30s right 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 they used to come by there they know my pops everything rocking on the mic recording them whatever things like that used to be going on there's so much you get what I'm saying that's what's up shit trying to get licked that's why we're <laughs> all our music I'll never go um <laughs> use some get some li- licks <laughs> oh yeah she said I used to get some hits my sister used to get the most hits beats <laughs> yeah 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 because I don't know I was the most uh, aggressive one I, I used to just go out there fighting on the street That's street fight <laughs> in that area see when you're growing up in those areas it was mostly Italian right mm-hmm. but when you grow up in like those suburbs of Italian Maybe Portuguese, like, and other, you know, what a uh, little bit, you know, mix of everything, but it's mostly 
that back in the day. So in the mm-hmm. 80s, rarely some black families were like a rare one. Mm-hmm. And they was coming now, at you. Like, now there's, there's a lot of black families and mm-hmm. living, it's like anywhere else. But that, back then, it was good though. People was, it's just different socially. I never had that racism. Mm-hmm. What I see in, like there's racism, but mm-hmm. what in America. But oh, you, yeah, I know y'all don't have nothing like what's down here. I tell you, it's an invisible racism. Right, right. Not something you could say you have uh, a you could prove. It's hard, right. to prove, but it's there. Right. That, that's even worse to me. Right, right, because it's tricky. I'd rather know who you are than you. Everything that's how it is. <laughs> you see but I mean? we got both though. That's the thing. Yeah. And I know what you mean though, but we got both. We got the we got the hardcore and we got the tricky, like you don't know who you're dealing with kind. You know what I mean? Yeah. They smile in your face, you know what I mean? And that's the like especially when you're at work, right? And you know somebody is, but you can't say it because you're at work. But you know you yeah. just get this vibe from this one person or whatever. I had a guy my work with and he wouldn't speak to me like I started working there. And he wouldn't speak to me like the first two years. He, I guess he felt like he was above me. I don't know. Yeah, that's so, yeah. And I wouldn't speak to him either, right? I'm like, all right, we don't have to talk, you know? But they yeah. waiting for you. They waiting for you to say something to them because they think you're supposed to speak. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, we ain't talk, we ain't talk. And then one day he came like, how you doing? I said, I'm fine. How are you? I'm yeah. good. And then, and then after that, he started speaking to me. But I noticed something. You see what I'm saying? And it was very subtle. Wasn't yeah. anything overt. It was just this little thing. And then and then he said things. He's from, you know, and I don't want to stereotype anybody, but he is from the South. Yeah. But like I said, it happens all over the place. But he had a he had a way. And 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 so that kind of thing is 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 a little bit tricky to, to deal with. You know what but, I mean? But I never really had to deal with the, the racism until I became an adult more. Like mm-hmm. moving out. Um you get know what I mean with the yeah. fact own fam, you know what I mean? That's yeah. where I started seeing it. We, and we had to move from the city to the outskirts. Once you move to the outskirts, it's similar to what you're saying, that mm-hmm. in what you're talking about. I'm mm-hmm. going for country. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like I'm, it's a city, but it's their city, their own mm-hmm. city, their city. So it's getting amalgamated with other people, but mm-hmm. they're not used to that. Mm-hmm. Certain people. So it's different mm-hmm. up here. Don't think Canada, they tell you about Canada like it's some different. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I, listen, bro, I know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, I think the thing, I talk to people about this, right? We've talk, I talked to somebody about this recently, about how racism kind of um, kind of started, right? And, and a lot, and we don't look at it from the way it started, but if you look at, um, hold on, it's called me. Um, if you look at history and you look at, um, it really started, I was watching something, I don't know, I was reading something about the, uh, this guy, uh, I was watching this video and this guy talked about, uh, Portugal and how, um, there was this explorer in Portugal in 1482. Yeah. Right. And he talked about this singer from Angola who was talking about that's when their history started. And he was just so mad at this lady who's supposed to be very, conscious but she said her history started in 1482 and that was before 1492 but if you look at the history of the world right um from 14 from 7 from 680 to 1492 the mm-hmm. moors occupied spain right yeah and they come from north africa yeah exactly 
And so after uh, Isabella La Catolica married Ferdinand and, and, and combined with the Catholic Church, they moved the Moors out, and that's when racism started yeah. to go full-fledged, right? Yeah, and then that's when they went, if you see... 1492. They're going to South America. Actually. Exactly. And you look at Christopher Columbus, an Italian, went mm -hmm. to Spain and got financed, mm -hmm. got lost on his way to India, <laughs> and, and, and discovered something. Yeah. And then they and then they had a whole new people to bring it over here, right? Yeah. So those same people had this idea that the people who just had them in uh in bondage, they were gonna put back in bondage. Yeah. And then they were gonna hide what would happen to them because I was talking to my son about it. You look about Europe, right? From uh the Renaissance started in the thirteenth, thirteenth century, right? So but for, before the Renaissance, it was the Dark Ages, right? Yeah. So the Dark Ages, the Moors were, were teaching Europeans how to bathe, how to count, how to build, teach them math and architecture. That's only probably only a thousand years, uh, uh, 1,300 years ago. It ain't that long ago. That's not long ago. People think it's like thousands. That's only right years ago. The same uh, amount of time as uh, the Mus uh, what do you say? Muslim, the Muslim religion would have been, but more longer. You got I me. Mean, yeah, that was in the Dark Ages, and then they have the Medieval Ages. That's fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred years, if you could correct me. The Muslim religion was uh, founded. Founded. Right. 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 So in religion was founded about four hundred, five hundred years before. Right. Right. That's what they say. That's what they say. So all of these are Moors, even the ones who are the the, the Hebrew ones who was in North Africa, mm -hmm. they're Moors too. So there's mm -hmm. the Jewish Moors, Muslim Moors, and Christian Moors coming mm -hmm. from there. But the more the more, the Muslim Moors were the ones going to Europe. Mm -hmm. But the the ones who were Christian in Ethiopia, mm -hmm. they were staying there getting them, you know, from yeah. from, from uh, Spain, Spain. All the Moors were all together. Every Moor was together because a Moor was Europeans even recognizing us as the Moors. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, just kicking some knowledge down to earth. You see, that, <laughs> do, do this, what we're doing right now. People. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I keep doing everything. People don't understand. I'm a student of a lot of different schools, they say, because when I was um, younger, I was around my pops and his older uh, brethren, his friends, and I always was that young kid around like these older guys talking. And then I would come in as I got older, I'd say, yeah, I say, ask them questions and then tell them some stuff and then vice versa. So I was always interested in that. And it's crazy. My entertainment as when I got like to like before high school was news. Mm -hmm. We call it the fake news now. Mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. a reverse psychology because there is the real news going on. So they made it so fake for the last 20 years. You're never going to believe it, especially a 20-year-old or 25, 28-year-old will never believe the news. Mm -hmm. But news now is actually the real deal. For a while, it was the National Enquirer. So that's what the dangerous game is. No one's going to watch cable. Mm -hmm. They're just playing video games and they're on the phones. The news could be on the phones, but they could make you not even see that so fast, right? Mm -hmm. But real news on cable, they'll never really watch unless someone directs them to that. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why I know a lot of the stuff what they say is like both like it's it's funny to me. You can know you know when they make up something. It's very because mm-hmm. as a ten year old I, I like I, I watch the news every night. Mm-hmm. No one told me to watch the news. Mm-hmm. Because I'm saying if you don't know, something could happen locally will never be broadcasted maybe on the phone, maybe now, but it could happen locally and you don't watch the news. I hear so much kids, younger, you know, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that shooting happened somewhere, but you're going to that area where that shooting happened. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, you're not, and you're not aware. You're not aware. A lot of the times they don't put it on the net locally where that shooting happened, as soon as it happened. It could mm-hmm. be five hours. Then they put it in the news five hours after. Mm-hmm. So it happened 10 o'clock, then you're hearing about the news five o'clock. Yeah. Don't listen to the radio. The only way you're gonna hear that is on the radio in the car. You don't listen to that. Yeah. So that's what's making this. Like even with this COVID, there's a lot of people, kid, young twenty year olds, don't wanna stay inside. Well, you see that thing, man. You know, and it's so much. It's so much now, man. Like I think the times we in now are are times when like you gotta. See, it, I think, and this is what it. I think it comes down to. Um, you got to come down to your conscious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the news is going to give you the narrative that the news wants. Like if you watch yeah. Fox News, you're going to get a different story than when you watch CNN and when you watch MSNBC. Those are our major ones we have yeah. here. And I watch all three of them. It's just, and that's the same thing I do with the, with the, with the Bible as well, right? Like I'll read the King James Version. Yeah, I'll read the uh, the uh, new translation. I'll read the Hebrew. Ver- I'll read all three of them, or four or five of them. They all got the same story, but I want to hear each way that they said it, because I want to hear how this person thinks about it. Translated. That's what I, how I done it too. Same way. That's how I, I actually one of the first books I was reading was the Quran, mm-hmm. thirteen like real books. Mm-hmm. That's how I started my uh, really getting into my rapping. I tell people. From from reading the Quran, because before that I couldn't read. Mm-hmm. Before before that, growing up, like mm-hmm. basic stuff, but it was that what made me interested in reading the Quran. From read so from reading so from reading the Quran, it made you want to read more. Yeah, it, it piqued your interest in just in just reading in general. Yeah. What was it? What was it in there that made you um? Like, what did you read in the Quran that made you want to read? That made you want to read. What made you want? What did make? What was it that? In, you know what I mean? Because the words were powerful words. Mm. So he, as a rising MC, I was thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, always wanted from grade eight. I put in my grade eight right, uh, thing going out graduate. I want to be an artist. Oh, I used to I sing before I rap. I was mm-hmm. a Michael Jackson, Prince, all that. You know. To tell you, but as a transforming to that, that was that. You know what I'm saying? The, mm-hmm. the, the, it was the Quran. I used to go to the studio, my friend's studio, my F- Filipino brethren's studio, um, yeah, <laughs> and rock on the, the ones and twos the, back in the days. I, you know what I mean? 93, mm-hmm. 94, 95, mm-hmm. six in the high school, battling, battling in the street. So i done that all. You know, some people, they come up like that. Mm-hmm. Remember when Biggie came out with Juicy and all mm-hmm. that? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, grave diggers. I used to rap on all those instruments on those records. <laughs> he was doing the mix in my fr- Rodney. The, now he's in Japan now. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he would sample cut records. So I'm from the old school. And I have two older brothers too. Two older brothers. They all into it too. So, so yeah, yeah, man. I was thinking, man. I was telling somebody the other day. <laughs> on the side, I'm not a rapper. My my. my my family raps, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but I can hold my own, right? And I really was thinking about. Um, I told somebody I'm a, I was going to do a, I, next year. I wanted to do an album every month, right? Like seven songs, and I wanted to go to like different people, um, who who kind of I know, like I know some producers, but also like I'm supposed to be interviewing on my show on um, Sunday. I'm interviewing a guy from Roach Killer Music. This guy was, um, he was uh, signed to Ruthless Records with NWA, not NWA, but Easy. Yeah, well, NWA was on Ruthless too. Yeah. But but he was back in the day, LA Posse. And mm-hmm. uh, and he still produced. He got Roach Killer Music and everything. But I want to just go to some people like you, him, and like once a month, because uh, I just do freestyle, right? Like I don't write anything. Yeah. I just freestyle and. Matter of fact, I tagged you on two of the songs with uh, Killer the Blunt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I tagged you, but I, I got two of them on my on my timeline. I just, I just, I just listen to the beat and I just. But that's I, the way. You know what? That's the way I write, but I haven't written. I, t- I keep telling people like in a couple years. Most of the time, it's just a hook, and I'm mm-hmm. styling. My last project is all free, off the top. I just was in the studio by myself, went in with the feeling what I was saying, and it's like, I elevated to that, that I haven't written like a whole, no whatever raps. Or Got you. Like last three years or something like that. Yeah. So you just, you just feel the, the, the rhythm, and then the rhythm give you the words. Yeah. Even when yeah. I was in the singing ones, it was straight off the, off the top. Just make sure I got the hook, got that feeling blazing. That's nice, what's up. Stomach full. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. And then yeah, man. I edit too. As soon as I do it, I cut, stop. I could do it myself. Stop it, record. So I'm relaxed. Punch it in. Yeah, punch in and out. Whatever I don't want, take out. So I haven't done that in the last time because the down to earth, I've been blazing. So <laughs> I'm trying to get back into the. I got my setup already. That's no problem. I know to do that. <laughs> Gonna be setting up my new, uh, new studio right now. That's what's yeah, up. That. Yeah, man. But I'm supposed to have King Muddy Vegas, 10 p.m. He's coming up. up. Yeah, that's my nephew, man. Yeah? Oh, okay. You that's my real, my real life nephew, man. Yeah, man. And I got, hey, man, he been, the first song, he was two years old. We used to, um. so that's another thing we used to do, too. Like, I actually wasn't a rapper. My brother was a rapper. And then um, my buddy, my, my, matter of fact, my other homie here, too, he rolled up with me. Mm-hmm. Been on this guy since I was in fifth grade, man, like 40 years. And um, and so they had a rap group while we was in high school. And I was I was the muscle. I was the I was the, the, I, was the <laughs> I was the guy I was the guy in the back. Yeah. The, you know, but then, you know it was what it was. So um, but they was the rappers and um, and, and King Muddy, man. I mean, when he was two years old, he would come over there, and he used to he used to beatbox real fast, right? He used to just run around the house. Doing this beatboxing, and he memorized um, 
It was Run DMC. I was born son of Byford, brother of Al. And I, he used to say that. I would say, brother of Al. Jerry's my son, and she's my pal. It's McDaniels, not McDonald's. The rhymes are, but the burgers are Ronald's. Um, and he would just all he would just hit that, and he knew the whole cadence. Then he memorized when he was four. He memorized all the uh, Criminal Minded. Oh. The entire album, Criminal Minded. He knew that whole album. So he been, he been on the on the on the ones and twos since he was two, man. Like for real. Mm. So y'all, he's coming up. We're gonna bless it out. That's what's up. Four twenty God's Bible. Much respect for coming through. Indeed. He's coming through, King King Muddy soon. Yo, I hope everything goes good with the book. You gotta link me with that book. Indeed, but man. I'm a uh, matter of fact. Uh, shoot me your shoot me your um shoot me your information, man. Shoot me your DM, and I mean shoot me your information in the DM. I'll send you. I'll send you a book. I I got some new merch in. I'll send you out. Um, a shirt and everything, and a book, and um. And I'm all about the promotion. I said sponsor, so see this board. I'm in development. Every that's show. That's what's up. <laughs> show that that board's gonna be filled up with us uh, new the new sponsors, man. Trust me, you're gonna see it looking different back there. All right. Nice and clear. So all the sponsors, much respect, cities, yardy papers, we stay woke. I better not forget the rest. Cities. <laughs> cities, yeah. Yeah, man. 420 God's Bible. Much respect. Yeah, I'm going to shoot you all that information. We're going to chop it up. Keep in touch. Indeed, yeah. man. Just tune in. Yeah, man. Just tell everybody, man. Tune in, man. Sunday mornings. We on we on Sunday mornings on uh follow us on 420 Fellowship. Four, well, I got two pages. Well, just follow us on 420 God's Bible. I got a 420 Fellowship page as well but i'm not i haven't done much on that one but uh sunday mornings man 10 a.m we vibing we got some good some good stuff and um we get we get into some real deep we've been getting into some real deep spiritual conversations i think that's what i like the most about it is that we get in these different perspectives and uh and from the from the cannabis perspective i think that um i think that one of the things that people have done is is try to not and at least you know uh, the good thing about the Rastafarian community is that cannabis is a sacrament, but so many other parts, uh, religion tries to shun people who who are, uh, are cannabis users, and I want to make sure that we that we make sure that people understand that we're just, I think actually a little more spiritual than than, than regular folks, people who who have cannabis because it's a different it's a different respect you have. For everything, when you when you smoke, at least that's the way I feel about it. And people yeah. I've met, Same. talk yeah. to, you, you see see things uh, more um, on a different, I know, elevate elevated way of, you know, a good vibe. A non-judgment. It's like non-judgmental. You know what I mean? You you yeah. you, you, you kind of respect whatever that person's walk is, yeah. whereas with other things, they they kind of try to tell you you need to walk this way. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's yep. up, man. Blessings, man, man. Appreciate you, man. We gonna have you on on there on, on the thirtieth. Yep. You're gonna check, so, check us out on the thirtieth. Trust me, it's gonna be great. That's yeah. what's up. Four twenty God's Bible. Check him out. Bless up. Following the fellowship Sunday, ten p.m. We got twenty God's Bible. Much respect, yo. He's gonna have merch coming soon. Bless up, King. All right, brethren. Peace.